Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Seger Designs makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipping the touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby Johnson far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sits a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska We got Zach here joined by Drake. Drake, what's up, bud? Not much, man. How are you? Oh, I am fabulous. Uh, just enjoying uh, enjoying life. That's yeah. the best way I can put it. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined by a fabulous guest tonight. Um, we've got another running back from the University of Nebraska. They should start calling this podcast Running Back Podcast. Uh, I really should have did that better. It's okay. No big deal. Uh, Ramir. Johnson, what's up, buddy? How we doing? Hey, not, man, just living life, you know what I'm saying, to the fullest. Awesome. That's what we like to hear from our young fellas down there in Lincoln. Um, I got a big question for you. Um, this, this, and this is going to take you back to back when you were in high school, so I got to get it out before I forget it. There's okay. a story about you were, gotcha. you were when you were in high school 
uh, you used to take the the was it the the train I believe it was every morning and every evening just to get to the the school that you were playing football at and going to school with. Is is that right? Yeah. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't every day. It was like two days a week. But on Mondays when I had school, I had to uh, wake up around like four thirty ish in the morning. Uh, walk to the train take one train to another train, take that train to the bus I have to catch from my school around like, what, six, six-ish, and then that's, that bus will take me to, straight to my high school. So I'll do that on Mondays, every Monday. Uh, sometimes when I couldn't stay in Jersey, you know, for easy commute, I'll do that like for a week or so. But yeah, that, was, that's, that story is very true. That was one of the crazier stories that I remember hearing uh, from, I believe it was Damon Benning here on the, in the, on the local radio station. I believe he brought that story up, and I remember hearing about it. I'm like, this is a 17- or 18-year-old kid doing this. you got 35-year-old adults that can't do that, let alone a, a kid doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just crazy. It yeah, proves yeah, it, it, it was something that you really want to do, you know, or, or if it's a great opportunity for you you, you, you know, you sacrifice a little bit to get ahead in life. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Amir, what is the uh, what coming from the East Coast? What's been the biggest adjustment to life in Lincoln? Uh, I miss it a lot slower than what I'm used to. I tell you that. Um, <laughs> the people here are a lot nicer. I, I I say that. So I mean, it wasn't too much of adjustment, but it was like a little shocking. Like, oh, okay, people out here are a little nice and stuff like that. Um. I probably say it was like the two biggest adjustments for me, honestly. With um, and and it's crazy because you're like two thousand miles away from home or whatever Jersey is to you know Lincoln, Nebraska. It's kind of crazy. Before you came to Nebraska, what was your what was kind of your read on the program? Did you know a whole lot about Nebraska before you before you came here? I knew a little bit about them, and I'm gonna be honest. Like when I was a little younger, like kind of like middle school age. I used to get Nebraska and uh, Wisconsin confused because they had like the same colors, but different sound on the helmet. So I was like, oh, is that the same team? Is that this, you know what I'm saying? I remember watching the game, I guess, I think it was Jordan Western camp. He caught the ball behind his back. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's Nebraska. So that's like, my first realization of like Nebraska. But I heard of them like over the time, like the histories in the 90s and stuff like that. So I've been familiar with them, but not too much. Yeah, Nebraska's built a pretty good pipeline with building, you know, in the 90s, not to bring the 90s up, but the 90s, you know, we had a lot of guys from Jersey on the teams that made some really big uh, contributions to the team. It seems like, to a degree, we're starting to get that now with yourself, and I believe, the, uh, it, you know, the linebacker, uh, Gaboyer, I, I believe his last name is, I'm Terry, I'm going to butcher yeah, that last name. yeah. yeah. Makai Gabriel. Yeah. Yep, yep. There you go. I mean, we got a couple. You know, we we're starting to get those northeastern guys in, and you know, it's starting to make a big kind of toughness approach on on the team. It seems like. Almost oh, definitely, we bring that you know East Coast swag to the program. So, hoping to you know keep having that happen in the near in the near future. <laughs> hey, Ramirez, you got a new running backs coach. Can you talk about your relationship with him and what kind of adjustments he's making for you? Yeah, Coach Abbey, you know, he's a very good dude. Uh, you know, saying hi, more energetic, he's gonna get on you when he needs to, he's gonna tell you what you're doing good. Uh pretty much my relationship with him is pretty much like, you know, uh, you know, we're very tight. You know, we had a our, our exit meeting right after spring ball, and you know, he's pretty much telling me like, look, I like the way I play, I think I'm a smooth runner. 
et cetera, et cetera. He just wanted me to work on a few things and uh, I'm gonna make sure I keep doing that stuff you know, as much as I can. But you know, me and Coach Apple is very good, very cool. I love working with him. I'm excited to work with him in the near, you know, this upcoming fall when the fall comes. So I'm just excited to have him as my coach. What are some of the main differences since you've been on the roster for some time now? What are some of the main differences you've noticed between Apple White and Held as far as coaches go? It doesn't necessarily have to be negative things or positive things, but what are some of the differences in the in the coaching styles between these two gentlemen? I just think for me, it's the you know the, the two philosophies. You know, Coach Coach Held brought something you know from, from what he know, and Coach Apple White knows you know brought in what he knows. So I just think like the philosophies are different, and they're both you know. For time being, you know, because the type of way of philosophy is working, I'm excited to see, you know, where that take us in the fall, and, and et cetera. So, uh, just I'll just say two, uh, you know, philosophies is different. That's probably like the main, you know, talk to both great coaches. And I both I love working with Coach Hell, and I'm love working with uh, Coach Boy at the moment. For me, there's something to be said about every one of you guys in that room have a little bit of a different running style, a little bit a little bit different style to your game. What do you think is your the the thing that you excel at the most that you that separates you from the group? Uh, you know, being around this, uh, you know, being around the offense as long as I being being around the program as long as I can, I got a good understanding of like you know play concepts and like defensive schemes and stuff like that. I think for me, I'm just more like in tune with like you know what's a football play and like how to run the football play to its best. To this fullest, I guess is the uh, the correct way to say. It. So for me, it's just more like my IQ of the game. I'll say. Who are some of the? Because uh, I I feel like you kind of got a pretty unique running style where you can do a little bit of everything. Well, you can catch the ball on a screen. You could line out wide if we need if we needed you to. You can run up the middle. You can run on the outside. You're you're a pretty complete back for being not a 230 pound guy. Who are some of the guys that you've modeled your game after? Is there you know like a a wide receiver, a running back, kind of a split back that does both? Who are some of the guys that you kind of watch and say, man, that's that's who I want to be like? Right. So. Growing up, when I was uh, playing youth football, and I thought it was like when I thought I was bigger than everybody, and I was running people over. I, I was a big fan of uh, you know Marshawn Lynch. Uh, uh, you know, early freshman year, I was a uh, you know uh, Jerry Henry fan, and then over time, my favorite players I, I love watching over time was uh, Anthony Thomas, Tavon Austin, Alvin Cook, um, Christian McCaffrey, players like that. You know, who could do a little bit more than just you know running between the tackles, outside tackles, catch the ball run routes, you know, Alva Kamara is really a huge one for me too. So I kind of model my game or like admire those games of those players. For sure. Who provides the most thump on def? Is it defense or the running back room? Oh, definitely the running back room. I'll tell you that for <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure. You can ask the defense if I can tell you the exact same answer. <laughs> You're setting my guy to get lined up by the defensive players during fall camp now, Drake. Come on now. Uh, uh, nah, I, I I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> is there is there a guy that you would you hate to see fill in the hole? Nah, I can't even think that way when it comes to football. Honestly, I just play my <laughs> game, and you know, I'm saying we see what happens, no matter who it is. I like it. I like it. 
I got to say one of my favorite games. That, and so you kind of had a breakout year last year, you know, uh, with you getting some more extended time. And one of my favorite games that I got to watch you play in last year was the Michigan game. I feel like it's a game where you really got to see how good Ramir Johnson can be. What did what was that? What did that game feel like? Was it just kind of did it feel like a different atmosphere for you guys? Because from a fan perspective, it felt like a different atmosphere. I mean, that game felt like a movie. If I, if I had like a camera and recorded that whole process, that would have been like probably one of the greatest movies ever, I think. But, man, that game was so surreal. I hate even talking about that game because we ain't winning. We should have won that game. And um, I feel like I could have did a lot more than the performance I already put on. But, uh, yeah, it was such a great game. I love being part of that environment. I'm glad, you know, I hope the fans, you know, enjoyed what, you know, what they saw so far, you know, up to the point where, you know, we didn't get the win. But, we plan on, you know, turning things around this year for sure. So I'm just looking forward to the future and this upcoming fall and turning those L's into W's. Definitely. Talking about turning the tide on some of those games from last year going into this year, what what has been the biggest change in your, the team's mindset to help you get over that hump to make that change? I think just eliminating the little things that cost us those games, you know, like jumping off sides or, you know, unnecessary penalties and stuff like that. I think we've been focused on that these past spring on the little things and, you know, just eliminate that from the program so we could just not have to have that, you know, lingering around Nebraska, to be honest with you. It, yeah, it feels like – and this is, once again, another feeling thing kind of from me. I feel like when when the old staff it was, was kind of replaced by the new staff, it felt like there was a little bit of a culture shift – as far as what we brought in as opposed to what we lost, have you noticed anything in the locker room where I don't want to say guys are acting different, but have you noticed anything with the new coaches in the locker room where it seems to kind of like galvanized everybody together to say, Hey, this is our year to do it. This is our year to show some improvement and kind of show everybody where we should be. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're in a business like, you know, college football, you know, you know, people leave, people come and go and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm sure people was probably like, you know, a little upset with, you know, seeing different faces in the room and stuff like that. But we know like this is the year where we gotta just it's all nothing. I feel like how how it seemed to be you know shaping out. So I just felt like for us, we know, you know, last year we had a good year when you know we was in the games where probably people some people counted us out. So now we're just in a mindset where it's like, look, we gotta finish these games, you gotta own in together despite, you know, new faces or not, and uh, you know. Stay together as a team and just as find a way to you know get these W's in the in the fall. So I feel like uh, for us, it wasn't like nobody moving around or anybody feeling sad about you know things going on. It was more of like okay, now we gotta you know wake up, you know play real football. We gotta play you know Nebraska football. I guess you know we could put it in that in that case. Definitely. Yeah, I mean you guys were so close in in so many games that it's it's like. I, I, as a fan, I know it was it was hard for us to watch. Uh, we are, we can't even imagine how you guys are feeling when you're going through these games, having these things happen. Um, was there at any point did you like you said nobody was moping around or kind of slacking or saying oh oh poor me? Did you notice at any point like closer to the end of the year was anyone like man can we catch a break? It's just is this are we cursed? 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's probably going around, you know, most of the players, you know, back of their heads and stuff like that. But for me, I was looking more towards the future. I mean, towards the end of the season, I thought we put, I thought we put together some good games, you know, saying, showing like what the future could be like. So I was just more excited for like, you know, for this upcoming year right now that's coming up and, you know, getting better for that. Yeah, I think that's and that's perfect. You know, we obviously got to stop rehashing the, the last year and say, hey, we're, we're on to the next year, which which is great that you guys aren't kind of harping on it or anything like that. With the new staff being in and obviously a new offense to some degree being implemented, have you noticed a change in how you're being utilized or the running back room is being utilized as a whole? Uh, I mean, as far as – I mean, for the running back room, we, we still got the same concepts as, like, you know, what we was doing last year, like, as far as, like, you know, inside zone and stuff like that and outside. So still simple running mechanics. Uh, as far as, you know, how we being used, I mean, every, you know, person in the room, in the room got their own different kind of style, how they uh, play, play the game. So uh, I think the coaches noticing that and, like, using us in certain, uh, I guess, plays and uh, formations and stuff like that. I guess I could say so. We all been used, you know, to our fullest and for different. Uh, how you feel it? Uh, using our abilities in different ways and different different ways to help the team win the games on offense. So I'd say that's pretty much the difference. I'll say this year, especially like years I've been for. Who was kind of your mentor when you showed up on campus as a freshman? My mentor. Uh, you know, Dedrick Mills was one of them. Um, uh, Adrian Martinez, he was, a, he, he was my host as well. So I was kind of under him a lot. Uh, Brody Belt got me around. He helped me around with the plays, you know, playing running back and stuff like that. There's honestly a few guys, you know, a lot of guys are offense. You guys are that year. I mean, it was a lot of guys who was like, who had that mentor uh, leadership for me my freshman year so i can pretty much shout out the whole team honestly is there anybody in that new group of running backs that you're taking under your wing uh yeah, damn near everybody everybody in that room is my guys want to make sure they're all successful so definitely uh, everybody uh i'll definitely be uh hands-on with ej emma johnson when he come when he come come to campus uh you know talk to aj as well when he get around but pretty much the whole room pretty much like the guys I took out of my wings, honestly. Yeah, we just had Emmett on not too long ago. I believe it was last week, and Emmett's a, a guy that I feel like resembles you quite a bit as far as frame and just his play style, which which is really cool that you're taking the young guy underneath your your wing, and because you've obviously been through some adversity at, at Nebraska since you since you've been there. What has that been like? I mean, obviously everybody wants to come on the scene as a freshman, tear it, tear up the Big Ten, and say, "Hey, I'm here." But what's it been like the last couple of years? You know, until you really got your shot. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, it's been up and down, but uh, I think for me to get to like where I'm at right now, I had to change my mindset. I think my mindset coming in was kind of like, you know, I'm a freshman. I guess I got time. You know, what I'm saying. And I had to just tell myself, like, you know what? I don't want to play and make a difference. You got you to gotta, you gotta show them. You got to let them know. So mindset for me was just a difference. And I just told myself, look, I know I'm a player. I know I'm a, I'm a baller. And I'm going to show you coaches that, that I, you know, I'm a baller and go from there. So for me, I, I love the adversity because it kind of, like, shaped me to where I'm at right now. And I think if it wasn't for that, I probably would have had the success that I had 
least you know past year or so. So I probably think God for that, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. That adversity is what turns you into the man that you're going to be ultimately. Adversity helps change your life, and you have to go through it. So that's a positive outlook you have there. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, sometimes you get some shit thrown your way and you just don't know how to bounce back from it and, or, you know, learn from it. That it's, it's great that you, you've been able to do that. Speaking on experience and different things like that, and, you kind of being the most experienced guy in the room. Let's go to another room where someone's the most experienced guy, Mark Whipple. What's it been like working with Coach Whip so far? He's seen everything, done everything, and been in the game for a million years. So what's it What's it like working with Coach Whip? I, you know, he know what he's doing. He got – I swear every day he got something new for, like, how to mess with the defense and stuff like that. He got, like, a million plays every day he come up with, so – He's that guy for sure, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see how he tear up his Because honestly, he know. So I love working Coach Whip. Yeah, no, he uh, definitely seems like a breath of fresh air down there. No, no shoes on and the facilities or anything. So <laughs> definitely yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ramir. for sure. He's very comfortable. We love that. <laughs> yeah. No, he seems he seems like he's a good guy to be around. All right. Here's where we get a little bit personal, Ramir. Top three sports movies. Okay, cool. Uh, number one for me will be Coach Carter. Got to go Coach Carter. Uh, number two, uh, Remember the Titans. Number three, The Blind Side. That's my top three right there. Okay. Football season's over. What sports are you watching, if any? Uh, I'm watching basketball. I just got done Boston win, so I'm kind of devastated about that. <laughs> Who's your team? So uh, I don't really have a team, but I represent all New York teams. So my Nets got, you know, swept the first round against Boston. So I was kind of mad about that. So I got. I guess I got a roof of. Me or Boston, we'll come out the East, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Boston's my team, so I, I'm riding high. Right ah, now. man, <laughs> oh, man, hey, they have a good year. Though. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, upgrade their play. They have, they're having a good year, so really turned it around for Boston. Second half I of the guess. year. Well, I got a, I got a question for you. I think we asked Brody Belt this last week, but let's say you're, you've got one song that you can pick. And you're going to do a max out on a lift or bench or squat, something like that. You got one song to, that you're going to play. What the, what's that song? Hmm. Uh, Pot Smoke Scenario. So it's like the song of my highlight tape I dropped a while ago. But it's, it's that song. That song gets me through anything. So definitely that Pot Smoke Scenarios. That doesn't sound like anything Duvall's got playing in the uh, weight room at any time. <laughs> here and there, here and there, we ask him, you know, here and there, we ask him. He'll play it out, he'll play it out. I was say, from <laughs> what we've heard, it's a lot of Metallica, it's a lot of uh, head, headbanging metal to get you guys going, right? Yeah, 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 you can't go wrong with that either, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now Duval knows what he's doing down there. It's it's amazing to see how the team has transformed just physically in the last um few years that he's been down there. Have you noticed yourself that your body's bigger, stronger, faster, more explosive since working with Duval as opposed to obviously as a 
bright freshman when he came in? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You mean I'm I'm putting him up, put him up like a a lot more weight than I did my freshman year easily than like I was freshman year. Uh, as far as running, I can tell I'm more explosive. Like I feel more smooth when it comes to running. Kind of like my prime self back in like high school when I was running track and stuff like that. So I definitely see a difference in like my body frame and how I was looking, how I'm moving, and how I'm like I guess doing things on the football field. I'll say. So I got to ask you now, who's the fastest running back in the room? Man, I got to go with myself. You know what I'm saying? Got to. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think some of them are giving me a challenge, but, you know, I got to go with me being the fastest in the room. I try to get proof otherwise. That's what I was Can wondering. I was going to say it's between you and Grant. A race. Can we get a video of a race between you and Grant? Uh, we can definitely do that this summer. We got to get that, get that going for sure. I'll make sure that we get that going. I was going to say, I got to see those two, and then you got to put Emmett in there, get those three yeah. in there. Woo, that's a track yeah, team so right I'm saying there. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a lot of guys, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of guys, so we, we get that going hey, for sure. And you you can take it to, to Coach Applewhite. Whoever wins gets first carry at, at <laughs> up in Ireland. Hey, we might make that waiver. We see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's it feel like going to play a football game in ireland have you ever thought about going to ireland in your life nah never i never even been out the country before so this would be like a, a great experience when the time comes so it's exciting honestly yeah it's a beautiful right. country that's for sure ramir we got a question that we've been begging we've been waiting to ask somebody and i'm i'm glad we have you on during one of our first episodes, we had a, your teammate Chancellor Brewington on, and we asked him who hit harder, him or or uh, Javon Wright. Who hits harder? Uh, I never really experienced uh, Javon Wright. We call him Buddha uh, as like a hitter. So, but I seen Chance twice, or well, three times. So I'm gonna <laughs> go with Chance. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna go with Chance, the hardest hitter. Honestly. You're usually running right behind him. Yeah, so it's either Chance and they be right behind him. So I seen it personally uphand. So I definitely go with Chance. <laughs> do you guys enjoy watching those chance. in the film room as much as we do? Uh yeah. You know when it's you see a little motion. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. Chance don't go first, and then me right there second. So I I, I love that play last year. I'm gonna be honest with you. Love that play. Yeah. I think it was the Iowa DB who kind of buckled before he got there. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I'm not trying to deal with that. It's like going against a, uh, a raging range of ram on the mountain or something like that. Yeah, I think I it think that might have been my favorite play of the year last year was just him coming across, cracking that Iowa DB and just knees fold. I mean, there's not a more beautiful football play than that. Um, you know, it it just it's just beautiful to see, especially against a rival like Iowa. Um, speaking yeah. of a rival like Iowa. Any particular game this upcoming year that you're looking forward to playing and more of the other ones? Obviously, I know you're looking forward to playing in every game, but maybe like in Oklahoma, Michigan, uh, over in Dublin, any particular game stand out to you this year? Uh, all the games stand out to me, honestly. Uh, I want to play all of them. I want to do do well against all of them as well as the team will do well against all of them. So all the games for me. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a – I don't want to say a tough year. I think this year lines up really well for Nebraska to have have a great season. Um, with with the way the schedule lines up and with what you guys got returning, um, 
I, I just got really kind of one one more question, and then we'll check and see if Drake does. Have you noticed the um, offense starting to, as spring was coming to a close, starting to click a little bit more as you guys got the reps and different things like that? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, in the middle of spring, he was, like, a little later towards that. I could tell, like, everybody started understanding, like, the concepts and, like, the scheme that we wanted us to understand. And uh, you could tell in, by practice how – I mean, when we clicking and clicking, you know what I'm saying, you could see that happening, so – uh, I definitely say so. I mean, this summer coming up as well as fall camps gonna really like put the you know the, the gridiron or the iron to like uh, to the uh, to the uh, to the offense. So we still uh, need to learn a little bit more, but we getting there, we're getting it for sure. Awesome. I mean, it's not, it's like learning a new language. You're not going to do it overnight. It takes time. It takes reps. It, it takes all the, the hard work to get it because if it was easy, everybody would be able to do it. Um, and 100%. you know, it's, it, it, it's tough, but, um, like I said, I think we've got a, a smart, athletic, very talented group of, of young men down there. Um, I really think you guys are going to uh, do great things this year. Um, I'm not going to say how many games I think that they win, but it's 15. Uh, that's how many games I think Nebraska wins this year. So, I guess that means national title, right, guys? I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I think we'd all be okay with a national title <laughs> yeah, this year. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll definitely take it. But, um, Drake, you got anything else for Ramir tonight? No, I don't. Ramir, thanks so much for joining us, man. It is a pleasure. Looking forward to watching you this fall. Good luck this season. I appreciate it like this in your future. All man. Ramir, appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time to chat with us tonight. Um, we'll, we'll chat with you later. And, you know, if you'd love to come back, we'd always love to have you back on, okay? Sounds good most definitely. Have a good one. Awesome. Good one, man. Thanks, Ramir. See you. That was a pretty awesome conversation, uh, I thought, with that young man. He's an interesting story from where he started in Jersey to where he's at now. I mean, that, that yeah. dude's been through some shit. Very, very impressive. Great head on his shoulders. Um, I, I expect him to to kind of be the guy this year. Um, you know, he excelled a ton last year. Uh, he runs a great route if we're going to get the running backs involved in the game a little bit more. Uh, and I just think he reads the holes really well. I, I expect a lot out of him. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering because he's he's that kind of dynamic back that I think Frost has been looking for. Um, kind of in the mold. I don't want to say I, I bring Maurice Washington or, well, up all the time. I don't mean to, but he's an explosive athlete. He's kind of in that frame where he's slender, but he's lightning fast and, and just he can beat anybody on the field. I finally feel like Frost has that, but I got to wonder how many carries does Grant take away and, you know, Yant. I mean, I, I would love to see him run the ball 55% of the time this year. If we can get that, I, I'm going to be in heaven. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think you're getting a lot a lot from Ramirez and I don't think I think we're counting touches for him. I don't think we're counting carries, right? I think he's going to get used in the pass game a lot more. Uh I I'm remembering the wheel route against Michigan. That was one of my favorite plays of the whole season. So, um I think Ramirez a touch guy and then you know, you have Gant and Step who are going to be carry guys and then you know where everybody else fills in we don't know you got like you said you got grant you have um gabe irvin 
Yep, and and Irvin's completely forgot about in this scenario, which I, I keep forgetting about him. Um, I'll be interested to see how he bounces back from the patella injury. Um, it's not the most devastating injury for a running back, but damn, it's hard to come back from a knee injury in general. I mean, let's not discount that. Yeah, no, definitely. He uh, he was an interesting situation last year, even before the injury. Um, I was I always kind of confused I, about it, about his situation of him yeah, being I, running back I, one. Yeah, I, I, to me, it looked like at least early on in the season, um, there may have been some hesitancy to attack holes. Granted, there weren't a whole lot of holes to choose to hit. Um, I, you know, the guy that fell off that I expected to be RB1 last year is Marquis Stepp. Yep, the um, transfer from uh, SC. Yeah, no. And I don't, I don't know what it is um, that that has kept him off the field. But Brody Belt said it last week when we had him on. Sometimes you get in a bad way with the coaching staff, and you can't ever dig your way out. I don't know if that was his situation, um, but I think a fresh set of eyes on him might do him good. Yeah, he's a guy that, I mean, Step is was a, a very physically imposing runner at, at SC. Um, I know he had a lot of ankle and foot problems which is what he had when he transferred here sat out quite a bit of time because he was recovering but he just never seemed to find footing and it i won't i don't want to bash a coach it just seemed like held's running back room rotation and i, I should have brought this up with Ramirez, and i knew i fucking forgot something but the running back rotation just always seemed weird under health where you'd see a guy break out and then go to on a milk carton for four weeks yes yeah exactly and, you know, going beyond that, I, I'm glad you brought that up too. Going beyond that, I think there was across, – across the offense, there was rotation questions that I've had for, for four years now. Um, and I know some of it is guys don't practice well. And that may be, but there are sometimes guys need to be on the field when the lights are on because that's when they shine. Um, yeah, you you can only use the practice excuse so much until you go. That kid's a fucking baller. He just need to get him out on the field. Okay, so he doesn't run one hundred percent Monday through Friday. If if you've got an absolute stud and he's running eighty percent, I'm probably going to take that because I know once those lights hit on on Saturday, he's going to show up and he's going to ball out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yes, you have to accomplish certain things in practice. Um, but there's guys on that offense that when they were put into a package, they produced, right? And that has been kind of my problem. Those packages aren't used enough, and when they are used, it's often too late. We can we have we have the tools to put in some packages. You know, you can have a group of guys that only know two minute, but you run two minute three to four times a game. Yep, I mean that's a huge portion of your game plan because you've got to figure you're going to get it. And, you know, before second half ends or before first half ends, end of the game. And, you know, you'll get it sprinkled in throughout. So it's a huge thing to have. I just really wonder if, I mean, it, it can't be all practice. I'm not going to say with favoritism either. It's just, I was so confused. I just, th- there was no method of the madness ever on, on any of it, the rotation. No, 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 there wasn't. I mean, you know, there's, and I'm not going to throw out names, but there, there were some guys, particularly in the wide receiver room, when we were down one possession late, that 
it made no sense why they were on the field and why XYZ was on, on the bench. Yeah, that was some of the most uh, – that was just it made you want to rip your hair out because you're like, what are what are you guys seeing that we're not seeing? And granted, we're not in the practice room, and I don't want to be. I'm a fan. I don't need to mm-hmm. see – I don't need to see you guys messing up, messing up to get better, I should say, because that's what practice is for. That's when it's okay to mess up. you got to get mm-hmm. better at it, though, um, which is something that Brody Belt brought up as well. Hey, it's no longer, hey, we can just mess up in practice. No, I want you to be perfect difference in coaching styles i wonder how much of a difference that plays this year on the running back rotation you know everything that i've read heard or or seen from coach applewhite tells me that he's gonna give one two and three a shot you know to get their rhythm at some point during the game and then he's gonna find the hot hand um and you know in football at running back, that is that is a thing, right? You know, some guys need to get popped a few times to, f- to find their footing. Some guys, they get popped and they lose it, right? So I'm curious to see how long of a leash RB1 gets in Ireland before RB2 takes over. Uh, are they going to shuffle by series? I, that You're right. That is something to keep an eye on. Um, I think we're going to see RB1 get a pretty long leash though to get his rhythm i will say as a very very uh generic running back here that i played um yeah some running backs just need some time just to get lubed up and into the game i mean now if i've got 20 carries and i'm averaging 1.5 yards per carry yeah you can probably pull me out and you probably should have pulled me out a long time ago um i just don't want to see one guy get get warmed up and then get pulled for absolutely no reason and Mm -hmm. there goes our offense again because it seems like with less experienced coaches which is what we've had on staff the last few years that's what we've seen constantly um i think once the new coaching staff was brought i guess what old coaching staff was let go did you notice how um exotic the play call was or, or play design became i noticed some changes um you know, there's a couple of things that have been driving me crazy for the first three and a half years um, with this offensive play calling. We we only try and make hard throws, right? We There's no quick game. There's no slants. There's no drags, um, anything like that. No shallow cross. So I noticed a little bit more of that late. I know one thing that had me super excited early on in the year, they were trying a lot of wheel routes, but they were getting called for picks. Um, but then Vermeer scored on a wheel against Michigan, right? Um, yep, and that, that was, was one of the, the bigger plays of the staff. year. And that was with the old coaching staff. So I think that they were trying to change some things as the season went on um, and clean some of those those big hitter plays up because, you know, we've, we've known this offense struggles to score in the red zone. So they – they were almost throwing touch, trying to throw touchdowns from 30 yards out. Um, and you saw that in the two minute drill against Wisconsin, they got to 30 yards and the next four plays went to the end zone when we could work the, work the chains and got closer. So, you know, it just, it kind of, it begs the question, what are we going to see? Right. Not just from running backs, not just from receivers or tight ends or quarterbacks. What, what are we going to change once we get into the opponent's half of the field to become more efficient? 
And I think a big answer to that is way more quick game. Obviously a better running game, but way more quick game. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, like you said, between the 20s, Nebraska is absolutely fabulous. I don't think there's a better team in the country that can move the ball up and down the field like they could. It's just once you get inside the red zone, the field's condensed. It's a little tougher to score. And if you're not fundamental in your approach, then, yeah, it's it's going to be almost impossible to do, which we've seen. I mean, the long plays are great, but you can't count on those every drive. I mean, it's just it's not feasible. Right. I mean, you can design it as best you want, but it doesn't mean it's going to go according to plan. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, in 18 and 19, I kind of blame some of the red zone troubles on on lack of faith in the kicking game. But 2020, we had, you know, conference kicker of the year, and we still weren't scoring in the red zone. So it was a schematic problem. And then, you know, last year kicking game was bad again, and we still weren't scoring in the red zone. So, you know, we just – we got to find that – that mesh of Whipple style with frost style and, and see what changes I I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Uh, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is let's say QB one goes out there and throws three interceptions of the first half. I'm fairly confident that QB one is going to be sitting on the bench for at least a series instead of riding it out. And, you know, you know, this, I was a huge Adrian supporter. I was a huge uh, I, th- I thought he had all the talent in the world. I thought there was a lot of things that didn't go his way, but there was also a lot of times where I said, Hey, Adrian needs to sit a series or two and regroup. And we never did that. So I think I I'm fairly confident that that's going to change. Well, I think this is the first time that can actually happen. And you feel confident in the guys behind him that they've got enough experience in the system or you're, you're confident enough in their abilities to take over for QB1 for a series or two. Honestly, hey, QB2 could still QB1's job at any point. I think that's how how talented Smothers, Thompson, and um, uh, Chuba all are. I think any one of those three could trot out there tomorrow as a starting quarterback and do some pretty goddamn good things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And here's the thing, too. Uh, let's say Smothers isn't QB1, right? Let's just say he isn't. That's a guy that we got to find to keep on the field. Um, very Luke McCaffrey esque. Definitely a better ball thrower, right? You can throw better, throw a better ball. Uh, but that's a guy that we got to find. I think Taylor a way to Martinez do a better ball. <laughs> and we've seen how he throws. The right? old shot put. The old shot put. Hey, there's nothing more terrifying being a Nebraska fan, watching a game, and you see him whip the ball down the field, you just see the ball flying through the air, and you don't see what that defense is in, I don't think there's any scarier moment as a Nebraska fan mm-hmm. than that ball flying 30 yards downfield. Uh, I mean, there were some times with Tommy and Jamal, but no, Taylor Taylor was – and here's the thing. Taylor didn't turn, turn the ball over a ton, right? Like, No, he really didn't. So – that was like the most terrifying thing that often didn't turn out terrible. Yeah, he, he had some weird lucky way of getting it to the receiver. Um, I think or they, incomplete. Or and incomplete. We, accept, which, hey. we accepted Tommy's YOLO ball way more than that we did what Taylor was throwing. Hey, if you give me those odds of just incomplete or my receiver guy, my receiver gets it. I like those odds. Give me those odds every time. Yeah. No. Definitely. Man. Taylor was fun to watch until that injury, right? I mean, talk about a guy that 
that changed the defense more than probably more than anybody since Tommy Frazier, right? Yeah, I mean, the way... From a running he, standpoint? Yeah, from a running standpoint, 100%. I don't think there's been anyone that's could straight-line run like him from the quarterback position. Maybe I Crouch? Mean, crouch, um, I guess on maybe a more national... Well, I can't, you can't compare him to Vic because if he went right or left, he was slow as hell. But if he went straight-line, he was the fast guy on the field by a large margin. Yeah, maybe the 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 quarterback for Oregon the first time they played in the title game. Oh, uh, uh, Darren Thomas or Masoli? Yeah, yeah, no. Thomas. Okay, yeah, Darren Thomas is pretty damn fast, but yeah, no, he's uh he's a guy just straight line. You're good, but go right or left, uh, he's gonna get tackled by the punter. Yeah, no, definitely. So, man, that just we got to find some sort of explosion on this team. And I think you have the guys to do it. I think, you know, you have Ramir, you have Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer, all of those guys could be super explosive. If you get the ball to them in the right position. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you got the dudes. I mean, we, we can't, we can't say it's a personnel issue at this point. If we say it's a personnel issue, we're just fucking lying to ourselves. Yep. All right. Let's, let's end on this. If you could take one play out of the old playbook from Scott Frost and never see it again, which one would it be? God, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I could go with the old swing pass, which is everyone's favorite. Um, I, I probably will go with the swing pass. We just haven't had the receivers to execute it. We have the bodies now. We can execute yeah. it now. Will we? I have absolutely Man. no idea. The swing or the bubble screen, whatever they throw out there, long side. Yeah, get rid of that one. I'm gonna throw in. I'm gonna throw in a surprising one because it was actually pretty effective. Okay, you got my the, ear. The third and long QB draw. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 a Madden play right there. You just say fuck it. I, I think I think I can get this first down with this. Yeah, we you know once in a while it's okay. The fact that I. I knew it was coming more than opposing defenses. A um, little bit of a problem at that point. But, man, our quarterbacks were getting lit up. You know, Smothers took a beating against Iowa. He had, what, 20-some carries? 20-plus carries, yeah. We, that's not sustainable for our quarterbacks. Um, I hate to talk about offensive line. If offensive line can – and this goes back to quick game, right? I think quick game changes this a lot, too. But – if our I, I can't imagine more than 10 QB runs a game if our quarterbacks are still getting hit in pass pass plays like they have been. Yeah, I got I got one more and then we can we can wrap her up. Since you brought quarterback runs up, if I gave you a magic number, what's your magic number of designed quarterback runs per game? Not not scramble outs, but designed quarterback runs per game. Three. Okay. I went as high as five, but I want my quarterback in that zero to five range designed quarterback yeah. runs. I definitely like, I want to see, and here's the other thing too. I want to see our quarterbacks not take those big hits. Um, I could live with 10 if it is very, you know, Jeremiah Masoli, Marcus Mariota. What sets where, up the 11 on 11? You've got a t entire offense, entire defense. You can't say, okay, we're 10 on 11. Yes. And he is, 
the quarterback is looking to hand it off 10 times out of 10 and he might keep it once, but he's getting down and not taking that big hit. Yep. Uh, I can, I can live with up to, I can live with up to 10 carries if they're avoiding the big hits. They just haven't shown the ability to do that yet. And I don't think they were trying to either though. No, I don't think the quarterback coaching was at the level it should have been for the entire time Frost was here. I think it will be where it needs to be now under Whipple, but it just hasn't been. So, Yeah, nope, agreed. Sweet. Well, let's end on that one. Uh, Drake, thanks for joining me tonight, buddy, and uh, we'll log off on this and uh, have a good night, everyone. Members of the congregation, Let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Bruns, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.